Considering what this day is, yes, indeed. and so like I've been too busy to even like process. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I was just like, okay. So yeah, the you know, sorry if we're taping late because I was busy working until like very recently mm-hmm. and trying to eat at the same time, and we have a a guest because Mother's Day is coming up on Sunday. So one of my friends, mommy. So (laughs) a mommy friend. Yes. A mommy friend who is the mommy to my friends. Uh, (laughs) My little friends. The littlest of friends, yes. Yes. Babies are so cute. Um so um yeah, so let's she I think she said she finally just put um, baby girl to bed so she's free Ooh. yeah okay. so I was like yeah we're not ready yet because I'm not ready so yeah sorry everybody should be ready at the same time yeah okay so we're gonna hook her in later yeah um, so let's get started with the let's news. get started newsworthy okay so two um pretty um, <laughs> totally different uh, news stories today um, one um, kind of following up on previous news stories or sort of a continuation. So um, going to international news, um, this is out of the uh, Politico uh, today, and it's the, the headline reads, hold the Nobel Prize, Kim is setting a trap for Trump. Um, so as you um, probably know, uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo completed his second trip in as many months uh, to North Korea, returning with the remaining three American hostages and setting the agenda for the historic summit, which today President Trump announced will be held on June 12th in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about this whole North Korea situation and uh, Kim Jong-un and sort of the back and forth um, bizarre relationship that him and uh, President Trump or um, bizarre bantering that the two of them have done with one another. Um, and in recent months, we've, we've also talked about this potential uh, summit. So today it was announced that it's, gonna, it's coming up in June. It's going to be in Singapore. And also very exciting to have these three um, hostages um, back. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's huge. Um, and um, I, I'm just... Any, of course, anytime any hostages are released anywhere, um, the sense of relief for these families and um, for those, those three people themselves must just be um, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, reading news reports out of last month's meeting between the leaders of the two Koreas could lead one to conclude that Kim Jong-un is ready to abandon North Korea's nuclear program in exchange for security guarantees from the United States. 
If accurate, this may be the basis for a peaceful diplomatic outcome to one of the most urgent security threats faced in the United States. So obviously that's the hope, is, um, is that this is actually leading to something positive with, uh, with North Korea. I don't believe that. Right. And that's exactly, well, and this is basically where this article is going, is that, yes, you know, we are, everyone is hopeful we want to be hopeful for something like this, but um, it's basically um, detailing why we need to be cautious. Cautious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and then also why we need to, you know, look at history and look at North Korea's um, really just awful history with this sort of thing. So um, the pen Panmunjom Declaration, which was issued after the late April meeting between Kim and South Korean President uh, Moon Jae-in, feels like a Hollywood movie remake with new actors with the same tired story. North Korea has pledged on multiple occasions to not to acquire nuclear weapons, beginning with the North's accession to the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty back in 1985. But then in 1992, Kim's grandfather committed also committed also to the three no's, and it was the three no's were no nuclear weapons, no nuclear reprocessing, and no uranium enrichment. North Korea was caught red-handed cheating multiple times on all three of those no's, <laughs> um, all three nuclear no's, but still received security assurances from the U.S. in 2005 when both sides pledged to, quote-unquote, respect each other's sovereignty, exist peacefully together, and normalized relations, all of these efforts ended in the same place with a different Kim breaking his promises and enjoying tangible concessions from the U.S. and its Mm. allies. Um, To counter Kim's smile diplomacy and to avoid this trap, the Trump administration should take four lessons from prior negotiations with North Korea, Libya, and Iran. So uh, this is actually a really good article, and I feel like it's really balanced because it's kind of looking back at all these... um, failed negotiations um, of the past, both with um, North Korea um, and other countries, and said, you know, what do we need to learn from dealing with these, um, you know, these despots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the four lessons for, uh, from prior negotiations, number one is be prepared to walk away from the table, which I think is, you know, really mm-hmm. common sense and also, like, rule number one of all negotiations is to be prepared to walk away from the table. Like, you can't want it so bad that you're going to agree mm-hmm. to anything, you know? Um, so the three previous American presidents, both Republicans and Democrats alike, have all negotiated flawed nuclear deals with North Korea. The Kim family has played the U.S. by insisting on long, drawn-out negotiations. If North Korea rejects the reported U.S.'s insistence on quick denuclearization, that means complete, verifiable, and irreversible, Trump should return to Washington and amp up the maximum pressure. Um, And and trying, you know, basically they're pointing to North Korea's creaking economy, um, which Kim has vowed to improve, and that that's really like the weakest link for him in terms of... um, a place where the Trump administration can hurt them the most. Um, Trump should remember his predecessor's refrain on the Iran nuclear deal, and that was, no deal is better than a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Except, um, except this time that this president should mean it, 
and back up his words with actual deeds. Um, so that's number one is, you know, be prepared to walk away. Number two, nuclear only deals do not solve the strategic issue. So uh, Trump exited the Iran nuclear deal, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, because it suffered from a number of fatal flaws, including a sole focus on the nuclear issue to the exclusion of Iran's other problems, i.e. terrorism, human rights violations, missiles, regional aspirations, right? So the Trump administration is now dealing with the failure of Obama's aspirational foreign policy, which was supposed to moderate the hardline clerics who really run Iran. A deal with North Korea that focuses only on its nuclear program will leave um, that, that country's military threat intact, including its missile force, its uh, chemical and biological weapons capabilities, and this threat will need to be addressed. So, and so will the North's proliferation and cyber activities, and of course, its abhorrent treatment of its own citizens. So while the end of the North's nuclear program would be a major accomplishment, it would leave other challenges to be still overcome, if that's the only mm -hmm. focus. Um, and that one I feel like is such a hard one because I get it. And then at the same time, it's like, how would you, you know, like what would be, I'm trying to imagine, I mean, it feels like, okay, well then this is like an impossible thing to me mm -hmm. just because it's like, how do you get them to do all of these things or stop doing everything? Um, you, you can't. Know, you can't, like how do you, so then, then it feels like the default then is, well then yes, then prioritize what's the most dangerous global thing, obviously the nuclear piece of it, right? Um, so those are my questions around that one. I understand the thinking behind it, but I don't know how that it's feasible. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know if the nuclear only piece of it is feasible, given how much they've not complied in the past with just that. Right. Um, so th that's number two. Number three, insist on the Libya model of denuclearization. Uh, the sequencing of denuclearization will show how serious North Korea is about this process. Now, this one is really important. Pyongyang will likely prefer to use Kim Jong-il's framework where both sides participate in, again, this long drawn out negotiations, which would allow them to continue his nuclear weapons program and run out the clock until the U.S. 2020 presidential election. Mm -hmm. The U.S. should insist on the Libya model, which was complete, total and near instantaneous denuclearization. This will not come cheap. Pyongyang will insist on significant U.S. concessions. But there's another reason to push for the maximum. And this is also very important, I think. Iran is watching Trump's North Korea dealings closely. Mm -hmm. And any precedent set with Kim will be noted in Tehran. So mm -hmm. I think that that's a huge, I mean, this one to me, I, I do feel like it falls into the same uh, category as number one of be prepared to walk away from the table. Like it has to be complete. This whole idea of, okay, then, you know, we'll do it in the by and by kind of a thing. And in the meantime, we're still getting you know, all the concessions that we're used to receiving from from um, the U.S. and all its allies, like that just mm -hmm. can't fly. Um, and again, and look at the precedents for what's been set before that. Like, yeah, it just doesn't work. It just it, it basically puts it on the back burner, which means they're not going to do it at all. Um, and then number four is don't release the press pressure. The past two presidents have relieved effective sanctions pressure before receiving tangible results. Um, and so um, in 2007, 
George W. Bush, uh, his administration relieved sanctions on a key bank facilitating North Korea's illicit activities and removed Pyongyang as a state sponsor of terrorism. In return, the U.S. received empty promises and the North Korean actions were easily reversible. In 2015, the Obama administration relieved crushing sanctions on Iran that had harmed the Iranian economy. With North Korea, Trump should hold off on sanctions relief until Kim takes real and irreversible actions toward denuclearization. The Trump-Kim summit is an achievement in and of itself, but it could easily fail. Fortunately, Trump possesses the upper hand thanks to his team's adept use of all the elements of American power. If Kim balks, Trump should ramp up the economic and military pressure. That's really what Kim fears. And Trump should use that leverage to his advantage. Um, so that's an article, again, out of the Politico by Anthony Ruggiero, um, who is a fellow at the Foundation for the Defense of Democracy. So I thought, like, lots of really, uh, really good points in this article about, how, you know, what needs to be the focus, what, what are the non-negotiables. Um, and, you know, but again, I think it's, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't see how we, how we have any, um, any basis for trust with North Korea at all. No. Um, you know, so thoughts. I have no faith in North Korea nor our government at this point. So I just don't think, I don't know. I'm just hoping it's not a disaster, but I just don't see anything like happening. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see anything. North Korea is North Korea. Like they've been consistent in playing everybody. So mm-hmm. I just don't see yeah, this being any different. Yeah, I don't so. see it. It's, I mean, it's, it's hard to imagine that. I mean, and, and honestly, for me, I think the real question is like, what has changed? Like, has there, uh, other than this, um, in, at least in this article, the, this pointing to their, what are you doing? I'm drinking. I'm thirsty. Okay. Well, you're making a lot of noise uh, with your thirsty self. Uh, <laughs> um, Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, other than this, you know, this reference to their uh, failing economy, um, the issue that um, I don't know how much does like the failing economy actually affect Kim Jong Un, and you know, no, he's straight. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, that's and I think that's the issue. I mean, to me, that's the issue with sanctions too. Um, because even when um when you lift sanctions, it affects um. I'm sorry, when you when you leave sanctions um, in in place, it's the people of the country that are directly affected by whatever it is that you're not giving or not assisting with any longer, mm-hmm. you know? And if you're dealing with a despot who is already uh, committing, you know, um, uh, just incredible um, violence against his own people, um, it's you know like it's it's a it's only a chip that works if the person that you're dealing with cares about that and if they don't care about that which can yeah he killed his own brother (laughs) he don't care about those people right so um so yeah so i don't know like i don't know that there's there's that much um 
I don't know that I agree that there's this, you know, that we have this, the upper hand some kind of way. I just don't see it. But, um, but I also, I mean, I also will cop to that. I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't know that much about foreign policy and political affairs. What? You're I know. I know. Diplomat? Like, yeah. You don't know a lot about foreign policy? Get out of town. I don't want them to take my diplomat plates, Kristen. Mm. So. Oh my God. Let's just, let's just that keep that on. That would be amazing to like be a <laughs> diplomat. It would. It park and I anywhere. can just park wherever I want. <laughs> yes. That is like the first thing I think about. I can park wherever I want. And that you can park wherever you that's want. the best thing. Like, <laughs> Like that's the best thing. That's the best it. thing. But you, we would really require to know more about foreign policy than what we currently know. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. If some of these people know more than we know. I don't know. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. I don't know how wide the how wide that the the, uh, the threshold is for uh, diplomatic immunity. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. Alrighty. What's so that's my international news coming. Okay. Uh, closer to home or in, within the um, continental the, U.S. Not even continental. We're going to go non-continental over to. Man, I feel like we've been talking a lot about Hawaii. This is at least the third story we've done on Hawaii. Okay, I was going to say I was like Hawaii because <laughs> I was like I was like going to say Guam. Not Guam. Today, we were talking about vacation, so I was like, I didn't know you didn't need a passport to go to Puerto Rico. We're like, girl. Oh, it's, you honey. have territory, honey. No, honey. <laughs> that's what you you whisper that to your best friend. <laughs> you whisper that to your best friend. They tell you what the deal is, and then that never comes out, sweetie. Stop. No. So okay, no. What, okay, so we're just like keeping up with Hawaii. What's going on what, in Hawaii? Hawaii? I mean, I've, I guess I, I just need to take a trip to Hawaii. That's what you're saying with all these. This Hawaii is what stories. I'm saying is that well, you if you're going, I'm going. And uh, <laughs> you can't just bring yourself on my trip. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yes, bringing can. myself. I'm bringing I'm like, myself. I'm like, yes, you can. You can come. <laughs> no, no. Like, all right. You can. All right. You can. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I feel like this is what the third or fourth story that's come up about Hawaii. It's at least the third. It's at the least fourth. the third, right? Like, I. So, okay. So um, everyone has been looking at this is out of uh, CNN. Uh, dot com and um everyone's been looking at Kilauea volcanoes lava flows as it's, it's been in the news all week now mm-hmm. um, and it's it's pretty wild um a, you know so it there's this one video i don't know if you've seen it the video mm-hmm. of the multi oh, okay there's this one video which i'll post it on our page it is mind blowing of this like it's time lapse for like 20 minutes because, you know, lava moves slow. But um, of this like molten lava approaching this like Ford Mustang and completely like engulfing it. I mean, it's just sitting there parked. There's nobody in it. But mm. um, but it's just crazy. And so, um, the you know, Kilauea volcano has you know become active um, again this uh, past week. And um, it's damaged. Um, and it's right there in like one of the like most... Um, sought after uh, neighborhoods um, on the big island, which is Leilani Estates. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, so there's, as of today, there's over 30 structures that have been destroyed by the molten lava. 
Um, what do they give volcano insurance? You, you can't. It's the same as California. You, I mean, and that's not true. You can get it, but it's super, super expensive. expensive. Yeah. Right. Like it's so expensive that nobody has it. Even okay. these folks who are like, you know, pres- presumably this is a very up, up. But they're like, how often does the volcano become active in lava? And it's like, we'll take our chances. Right. And it's basically what they said. They're like, it's so expensive and uh, the chances of it happening are, are still like kind of, you know, whatever. Um, not huge that nobody ever gets it. It's kind of, it's like getting earthquake insurance in California. Like it's like very, flood insurance here. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculously expensive. Like, and it's probably a good idea to have, but mm-hmm. it's also like you're paying out the nose for it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so as we all focus on the damage at Leilani Estates, we shouldn't forget that volcanoes are complex systems where everything is connected. And today, new warnings have come out about flying ballistic blocks and sinking lava lakes to help us remember. So it's very interesting. This all took me back to fourth grade, you know, where you learn how to make a volcano and how mm-hmm. volcanoes work and that whole thing. Because Which I, I always like, thought was interesting because I was like, there's no volcanoes in California. Like, why do you need to learn about how to make a volcano? But that I was a fun know. experiment. It was a fun With experiment. the baking soda and the vinegar and the egg and mm-hmm. the volcano. I had little people. Yeah, and you had to do the whole um, paper mache, you know, mm-hmm. building of the little chicken wire and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So fun. So fun. So this event, um, while both beautiful, destructive, and frightening, also presents a moment for all of us to appreciate the immense power of the forces that never cease shaping our planet. We're reminded by, Kilo- uh, I'm going to say it right, Kilauea, to stay humble in the face of nature. And for a volcanologist, did you know that's such a thing, a volcanologist? Yeah, someone who's doing volcanoes, yes. That's all they do. Yeah. The eruption is an opportunity to share with the public what we know about these massive, intricate systems and how they work. So um, so what you've seen mostly on the news um, and videos on the news and on the internet is um, this that lava is spitting and oozing along Kilauea's East Rift, Rift Zone. And there is action miles away that's taking place at the top of the volcano, which is what, what really also should be the focus. What's happened is the, pe- the pressure dropped below the lava lake at Kilauea's summit crater, so right at the top of the, of the volcano. And the lake levels have reached the lowest level since it formed back in 2008. So basically, this lake is usually, you know, all the way at the, the top of the crater. You can mm-hmm. imagine a, like a pool that's full and then it's like all of a sudden it starts draining out like when you empty a bathtub or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the lava is draining. When that happens, the lava is, you know, obviously going into this, these underground canals and that's why it's coming up and creating all these fissures throughout the community at the bottom and around the volcano. So that's where all the lava in the Leilani Estates and all the neighboring communities, that's where, that's where it's coming from is the fact that the lake the pressure has dropped and the lake is emptying out into the underground. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, scientists at the U.S. Geological Survey, um, uh, the Hawaii Volcano Observatory, worry that if the lava lake drops too far, groundwater that already mm. exists will seep into the conduit. And, the, the, and this is a vast like plumbing system that's all interconne- interconnected underground. Um, between the summit and the East Rift Zone. And water, hot rocks, and magma are not a good combination. They create steam, 
and steam causes explosions. Mm. So such explosions can release tall clouds of ash and toxic gas, and it can also throw rocks. So these are called ballistic blocks, and they can be they can throw them as far as eight football field lengths. Oh my gosh! You're just like chilling at your resort, drinking a pina colada, <laughs> right. a mai tai, rather. Mai tai, and please. Yes. You, all of a sudden, you just get hit by a big old rock. Not just a big old, like it could be big, a big like hot a, rock. A big hot rock, and also it can be like it, it, they. It's so strong that it can move rocks that are. Um, as big as, let me get forward in this article, rocks thrown up by steam explosion are a big hazard. Some weigh as much as eight tons. That's about four pickup trucks. Back in 1924, which is the last time all of this happened, one person was hit and killed by a ballistic rock. I, Even, yeah. Right? Like, football fields, the velocity of that? Good grief. Just the velocity of that alone, not to mention the, if, if it's something, if it's yeah. if the weight of that. So, yeah, the last time this happened um, was in April and May of 1924. The lava lake filling the crater drained. The draining was followed by intense sequences of earthquakes. That's also the same. It's all following the exact same pattern, suggesting that the magma was moving away from the summit reservoir. And once the lake fell below the height of the local water table, steam-driven explosions began. Photographs from that time show that the ash cloud was rising miles into the sky, it was tall enough, the ash cloud was tall enough to reach the jet stream, which propelled the ash more than 10 miles away from the crater. So if you're interested in seeing some pretty magnificent, magnificent um, historic photos of that, you can go to the website through Hawaii Volcano Observatory. It is wild. These pictures mm. from 1924 are crazy town. Um, so in addition to the rocks that can fly, uh, what did I say? Four football fields and eight tons of rock coming at you. Um, sure. The ash alone is very hazardous to human health. It can, it's a serious irritant to eyes, skin, the respiratory system. So therefore, in the coming weeks, it'll be critical to follow the updates from the USGS and the civil defense regarding the stat, status of Kilauea, not only the lava flow field down at Leilani Estates, but also at the summit. Once again, nature has provided us with a demonstration of its forces. We should seize this opportunity to learn from it as much as we can together. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very, um, it's crazy, interesting, and really sad. Um, some of the other stuff that I watched, um, I watched a few different videos about this today. And, um, you know, people who've lost their homes, People who are set to retire in like five years and now are finding themselves with, you know, um, nowhere to live and having, you know, to possibly <laughs> scrap um, some of their uh, retirement planning um, mm. to figure out, you know, what's next for them. Um, so uh, it's um, it's really, really bad and um, something to just... Um, to learn to learn about like because again and the, the crazy thing about it is there's nothing i was watching this one uh newscaster reporting um once this lava like okay so there's like a random trail of lava that's like rips through the middle of a neighborhood there one there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing you can do to stop it it's there's it's just it's just a natural force that's going to happen and once it's over it just like 
dries up and hardens and becomes a permanent fixture, it's like now your neighborhood has a lava wall, period. Okay. Like, it's not like there's, it's not like something else where like, okay, now the cleanup begins. Like, no, that's pretty much, that's the end of that. Yeah, like, like Pompeii, like you're just kind of stuck. Just, yes, just like Pompeii. <laughs> Just say it, hey. Just like Pompeii. Okay, all right. Funny person. You're the the one who said just like Pompeii. Okay. All right, that's my newsworthy. Sounds good. We're actually going to have to call to see you now instead of towards the end because, you know, mother of two babies, she's tired. Um, So let me see if I can um, get her. Okay, so this is, we're making a phone call. We're calling her in. We're going to figure out how this works. We've never done it before. Hello? Nasia, you Hi, made yay. it! Oh, yay! <laughs> we're all together. We're all together. And together. Girl, this is gonna be a real interesting episode because we oh, some technical difficulty. Hopefully, Andrea can edit out the crazy. Well, we'll like, see. I make no five promises. Five minutes of dead air and Nasia, Nasia, yes. are you there? Are you there? How many master's degrees does it take? Um, multiple, <laughs> multiple, multiple master's. At least, yeah, at least two a piece. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I don't have a master's degree. I've just attempted twice. No. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, there, there, we found our problem. <laughs> We've identified the issue. Exactly. You don't um, have enough graduate work. I don't have, no, I have the work. I just don't have the degree. So, yeah. That's I just true. The finish line. Yep. I have problems. So, yes, it's me. I'm the one holding us back. Okay. So, <laughs> clearly. Darn it. Well, welcome to Welcome. Everything to yes. Thank you. So happy to be on. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Like I said, Nissy is a dear friend, and she is the mommy of my littlest friends. Um, <laughs> the littlest of friends. Oh my god, yeah. I love them. They're so adorable. Um, and again, I haven't seen them this week. I need to like rearrange my schedule. Like it's been crazy. Okay, bring a smile <laughs> to my face every time. They're so cute. And so Nasia also has a blog. So in honor of Mother's Day, I wanted to have. You know, one of our my good friends, and he is a mommy to come and just kind of share a little bit. So tell us about your blog and the inspiration behind it and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. So it's called the AMA Chronicles, and it's on WordPress. And the AMA stands for Advanced Maternal Age, which was <laughs> this really horrible medical term that they use for (laughs) those of us over 35 having Mm. children Mm. so they peg you with this horrible (laughs) medical uh, terminology and basically it just made me think why does it make it sound like we're a bunch of ARP card holding (laughs) (laughs) 
who are base who are elderly having children. That's not the way that it is. And so I just chronicle the fact that um, over 35, there may be a little bit of a difference um, in pregnancy and motherhood, but we're still there. And more and more of us are having children over the age of 35. Yeah, so I just saw really an article about that. About yes. that. Like, there are more mm-hmm. people having their first children after four. It's like the biggest growing like segment of women. So yeah, we're you know you're not alone. You weren't alone, and they're still right. Yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. very common. It Go is ahead. very common. A lot of us don't find our partner or spouse, or some of us are doing it alone. And I think that more and more women are either waiting or they just don't happen to find the person that they want to have a child or children with until later on in life. And that's pretty much what happened with me. But Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I'm a mommy to two of the cutest (laughs) little babies ever. But uh, judging from me trying to get them to sleep tonight, it is difficult. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they were like oh you think you have plans you're gonna do something after right you go to sleep? you're no, gonna ma'am. be productive you're gonna right. have a life outside of us no <laughs> ma'am thank you no ma'am it's so funny because like yesterday the CEO called me and I couldn't you know I was with a client so I couldn't get to her so I called her back and I was like what's up what's, what's wrong and she's like oh no I was just gonna call you to tell you to come get your friends and I'm like what <laughs> not come get your friends <laughs> Come get them. They're just doing a whole lot. I was like, no. (laughs) They were acting complete fools. And I really needed somebody to come and just take them away for maybe 10, 15 minutes (laughs) while I recovered. But I managed to kind of press through the day. I, I swear, though, that they are so adorable even when they're acting pretty badly. <laughs> yeah, because there's like there's always like the cutest little smile on their face. Like baby yes. girl, like she'll get ready to like sit on her brother, but like she'll have like the smile <laughs> like uh, I'm adorable, right? I'm about to hit him upside his head. But I'm gonna be like super cute while I do it. As I do it. Yeah, or As baby I... boy, I'm about to take off my pants. And my diaper, but I'm not normal. <laughs> like, yeah. So like, it makes a difference if you're smiling while you do it. Yeah, that's like, right. <laughs> but I keep telling him that at a certain age, some of that stuff is not going to be cute. <laughs> he still won. <laughs> like, whatever, mom. He's like, know. whatever, lady. I don't <laughs> know what you're talking, talking about. about. <laughs> he yeah, doesn't want to see cute. my naked behind. That's right. <laughs> I just want to be free. I just want to be free. I want to explore. I'm a free spirit. Yeah. Well, I did want to say happy Mother's Day to all because you do not have to necessarily be a biological mother to somebody. Um, There are plenty of people out there who are taking uh, mothering responsibilities. So happy Mother's Day to all. Thank you. Very good. All righty. So please check out um, the Sia's blog. Yes. Is there, what's the uh, actual? um... So it is AMA Chronicles 
www.wordpress.com. So I know that's a little bit long, but that is only something you're going to have to put in once. And then you can favorite me and you um, don't have to put it in again. Exactly. And also the babies, because they are superstars, have their own Instagram. Oh, yes. Please give that up. It's called DuPont Twins. So D-U-P-O-N-T Twins. Um, on Instagram and I haven't posted any videos lately but I'm not even sure if that is uh, appropriate for Instagram because those people those little kids are crazy sometimes (laughs) 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 oh but again they're cute and crazy so again like very cute you can get away can with get away a with a lot, lot of stuff <laughs> we not- have not been kicked out of anywhere in public yet <laughs> there you go there and you go. that's the litmus test that, that really have. is that's yeah really no is. one's ever kicked us out yeah <laughs> therefore well yeah hey. I, did i tell you uh i they like um baby boy has like basically tried to kick me out the house before <laughs> What did you do to him? I didn't do anything to him but love him. So we were like, wow. We were like eating or something. And he went underneath the cabinet, grabbed the foil, and was like handing me the foil. <laughs> like, pack that to go. And let's go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. He was like, let's get you a plate. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know how this goes. Let's wrap this up. We're done here. Yeah, get you a plate. You, you know, yeah. And then he tried to sweep you away too. He did. Like I was like, he like, wow. given me in the broom a couple of times. I was like, do I need to clean up? And then once he just kind of like just was sweeping me. So I was like, oh, is this yeah. is like he's like the same. He's man. like the Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> We found him reincarnated in the sea's baby. That's right. He's like sweeping me out the door. I was like, really? Yes. Well, I mean, honestly, it just means you need to step up your performance because clearly (laughs) you are not Apollo material. Get off the stage. It hasn't happened in a while, mainly because I know they're like jam. So, okay. drive my car. Like, oh, yes. They hear the beginning of the Laura Burke. I don't know what effect this has on children. Like, I don't know what secret messages she's getting through to the children in her song. But every little kid I've known has, like, been obsessed with this song and, like, will stop whatever they're doing when it comes on. And the there, twins... there are definitely subliminal images. Oh, okay. something. Sure. There's something in there because the video is transfixing the tune yeah. is, and I, I have to tell you that I've heard my husband humming that tune <laughs> <laughs> once or twice and being really mad that he remembered. Right. Oh, that's that's terrific. I love it. Yeah. Like, why am I singing the baby song? But why? Yes. But yes. Awesome. All right, yeah. so that's amachronicles.wordpress.com and then DuPont, at DuPont Twins on IG. Right? Yes. yes. Check them out. Check us out. Like Check them. Out. You can see what we're talking about. Super duper cute. Uh, suck it. Suck it. <laughs> suck it. Suck it. Well, right. I had a good time, but yes. it is past our bedtime. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We get it. So I really am a mom because I'm making this cameo appearance. (laughs) 
Yay. <laughs> well, we love that you were able to take a little time out. Yes. And join us for a little yeah, bit of fun. Yeah, because she did text me. She's like, um, yeah, I'm going to bed. I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> and I was like, no. She's like, next weekend. I was like, well, no, because next weekend would be Mother's Day, and that would be really random. Like, right. no. Like, today, like, hold on. Right. We'll get this let's, let's figure this out. Yeah. I'm so, glad we did. Yes, me too. I'm glad as well. Yay. So, yeah. So, yes. See you. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and I'll see you next week. I'm yeah. so excited. Yay. I, think you, I think you guys should do a live from Atlanta recording. That's we what we've been talking we about. Yeah, yeah, we just need to figure it out. I think I figured out a way for us to do that. Okay. And um, it'll make I mean the show will come out possibly a day later. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, we'll talk about it offline. So. Okay. I think that's a great idea. I think yeah. You all can be the next Jimmy Kimmel live. Oh, clearly. <laughs> that's what we're shooting for. That is the level of production that you were dealing with here. Yeah. Never mind those five minutes of silent air <laughs> ten minutes ago. That just adds to your mystique. <laughs> just adds to our mystique. Yeah. They're yes. like, alrighty. Alright. Thanks, to see Thanks, Cecilia. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. That was so fun. Yay. So Exciting. Our first guest. And our, our first Mother's guest. Day. And how, yeah, what better than in honor of Mother's Day? Yes. Um, so very cool. Yeah. If, if I was somehow unable to edit out, what, rapper. Um, Sorry. I was, <laughs> and I know, some, it was like right by the microphone, too. I was like, oh, my Ooh. gosh. So loud. Yeah. Um, if I was unable to edit out the dead air um, leading up to our segment with Asiya, my apologies. Sorry. Sorry about that. So, but here we are back. So, um, what you got for Viral Vox? Okay. So, for Viral Vox, the real thing I had was I could not wait until today to post it was like the gentrified fried bologna sandwich. So, mm. you can see those on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I saw was a little bit of gossip. And Okay, are you like doing something with pans? No. While we were breaking, I decided to feed the dog, and the dog is eating his dinner. He's finished now. Okay, because I just heard her like 10 or something knocking. I was like, are you watching dishes? What's happening? No, okay. the thing is, it's his... Um... His collar banging up against his tin dish. Okay, gotcha. There we go. Yeah. So, Viral Vox, uh, mm-hmm. some drama on the Instagrams this week. Okay. So, Monday. Mm-hmm. So, Peppa of Salt and Peppa. Mm-hmm. Um, the lady of a lot of plastic surgery and drama and bad decisions. Mm, okay. Um, of late, um, has continued that. She's just out here. Just wrong. She's not oh. just wrong. Oh. So hmm. on Monday, she posted on her Instagram a picture of her. It looks like at some kind of Kentucky Derby party, but it says it's in Los Angeles. So I think she was at the Kentucky Derby, but then there's like some other kind of party um, that she's kind of wearing a hat, but it's in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe she just posted it from later. I don't know. Anyway, it looked like she was at a derby party. So she is lighting the cigar of a man, you know, a man's cigar. 
that she's okay. sitting next to. Mm-hmm. And it says, happy birthday weekend to my man and hashtag MCM at I am Andre. Keep pushing and being a good dad. God will handle the rest. No matter what, I'm here. Hashtag ride or die. Hashtag pep it up. Hashtag MCM. <laughs> and the strangest of them all, hashtag Monday. Um, and then hashtag Monday. Yeah, hashtag Monday. I didn't know you needed a hashtag Monday. This is what happens when <laughs> old people get on Instagram. Okay, so again, here is the real drama. So there's someone named Chanel Jordan. I think her her first name is Jordan, and I don't know. Anyway, she posted the same picture, mm-hmm. and underneath said. When mistresses talk about God, it's laughable. Keep, keep being a good dad? Question mark. I at I, I am Andre can't keep his visitations with his son because at the real Peppa is parading him around the country. Still, I blame him for this. News check: Good dads pay child support and don't break in and vandalize their wives' apartments. Good dads also don't stress their pregnant wives. Yes, but she's pregnant as well right now. Don't stress their pregnant wives out for 15 minutes of fame with a D-list has been senior citizen celebrity. Still. (laughs) Wow. Still, I release you both in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Hashtag guh. Hashtag, here's your 15 minutes of fame. Liar, saying she was your boss. Introducing me to her and asking me if she could be our daughter's godmother. (gasps) Hashtag, father of the year. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, so there are other pictures on Instagram of her with Peppa and, like, kind of acting like, like they're friends. Him bringing Peppa around, like I said, apparently saying that that's his boss. And all the while, she's sleeping with this woman. She was very pregnant and has, like, a toddler already. Um, yeah. And there's... So, and he's... They, they're they not were, divorced. They're not divorced yet. So they are still a married Yeah, she is still union. his wife. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. This is all... This is all awful. One, that this is all being played out in such a public forum mm-hmm. um, by grown, she, grown people. Um, but um, she is pregnant, so I'm sure this is like a. Oh, it's yeah, it's like hell has no fury like a woman scorned, except a pregnant pregnant woman scorned, scorned. <laughs> right? <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, but she didn't lie. No, um, no, told, no lies. Detective. She told no lies in any of that. Yikes. Yeah, so she was a former um like news reporter. She was actually oddly enough, I saw another story based in Monroe this um past week and when I saw her like that she um was a news um person on mm-hmm. a reporter on the station. I was like the Monroe station. So yeah, she was a news reporter um for Monroe the station Monroe, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And now I can't remember. Oh, now she's a teacher. She's teaching now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Poor so. form. Poor form. And who is this Andre fellow? Um, some Kappa. 
some Catholic man. He ain't wearing his ring anymore. But um, yeah, and something. He just had that. Yeah, he's a Catholic in one of his Instagram posts. I was like, oh lord, okay. oh, that's horrible. And I'm like, I think this is like the second Capitol that did something like this. I'm like the second one in all <laughs> the world, in all of history. Yeah, <laughs> but like with the um. A celebrity like Fantasia. Remember that like a long, long time ago? Fantasia mm-hmm. like met the guy who was like working at Verizon, ended up like dating him and like taking him all over the place. He was married to a teacher. And um, Dang. yeah, it's like, whoo, teachers. And like she ended up having Fantasia ended up having a baby with him and all kinds of stuff. And I think in the end he ended up going back to his wife. Well, this sounds yeah, that's just all awful. Yeah, I was like, you know, in the words of Nene, close your legs to married men. Please. Please. It's real simple. I think. I mean, I've That's somehow managed to. All my life. All my life. Pull all it off. All my life. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real simple. Real I'm like, simple. I, I don't share well. I'm an only child. I don't share <laughs> well at all. I'm so, not an only child. I'm still not sharing my man with anybody. Yeah, I'm not sharing. Like, I will share you with work to a degree, but that's about it. No, I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we not sharing. So, no, Mm-mm. no. no. Yuck, yuck. Yuck. Gross. 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 Girl, she took me out though. She called her a has been a senior citizen. Ooh, D list, D list, senior D list, senior. I said, yeah, that's yeah, that. Ooh, she went in. She I went ain't in. mad. I, ain't mad. I mean, I ain't mad. I mean, I, I, again, I wish it wasn't happening in a public forum, but yeah, right. Yeah, I'm like, Psh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was the viral kind of drama that I caught wind of um, Monday, and I was like, Lord, Lord, Lord. Mm. Okay. Mm, your granny okay. would say, mm, 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 mm. Yep. Not, my, not your granny, but my granny would say. No, my granny would not say that. Probably some version of that, but I don't know what it would be. <laughs> okay, so for Wait, Tell Me Everything, two things. I'm um, trying to figure out which one to start with. I guess I'll start with, um, I guess the fun one, because it's going to be pretty brief. Um, so... The celebrity prom, aka the Met Gala, took place. <laughs> it's a prom that is on Monday um, uh-huh. again, um, hosted by Anna Wintour. I don't uh-huh. think Rihanna was one of the ho- co-hosts this year. Uh, she always has like somebody. Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, has done it a couple of times. There's just different people, and I think Amal Clooney was also one of the um, co-hosts this year. Okay, um, who wore a completely just boring outfit. Um, but you know, whatever. I don't think this is her thing. Usually, she her wardrobe is like amazing, but yeah, this no. Hmm. Um, so um, the theme this year, you know, the Met Gala always has a theme, and it's what it is is the opening of the special exhibit in the costume, um, institute for the Met Museum in New York. So. Um, they're always like super amazing. I've seen two of them. Um, the Alexander McQueen exhibit in 2011, which was just amazing. Oh uh-huh. my God, so beautiful. And then, um, I guess it was 2016, the Manus Machina Fashion in the Age of Technology, and that was also incredible. Uh-huh. Um, when they announced the thing for this year's um, 
gala, I was like, ooh, the exhibit, I was like, ooh, okay. Um, so it was Heavenly Bodies fashioning the Catholic imagination. So that was a thing. Um, so Catholic and- was actually in the, in the name of the theme title. Yes, thus all the crosses. Okay. And so some people kind of did like a kind of a little saints and sinners thing. Mm -hmm. Um, There were just so many headdresses, Mm -hmm. so many crosses. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is like back a little bit. That exhibit is open through October 8th of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my favorite like I said I'm not going to go through many I liked Solange it was more of a um, it was very modern it was like black she had like a great headdress it was cool I just kind of just like her style in general uh, I think it's you know, oh, avant-garde yes, I yeah, like it's it. different um, doesn't really scream Catholic to me more of kind of like the saints and sinners kind of thing mm-hmm. um, I liked all the people who did halos lots of people did sort of that like yeah so she kind of yeah she did have like the halo so that was that cool. was interesting yeah um, I loved um, Ariana Grande it was very literal like hers was I hated the bow in her hair she always the hair with her is always she's a, she's a fan of a bow she is a fan of a bow and the ponytail and looking like she's 12, which just is so old, but I loved her dress. Like, it was kind of like the Sistine Chapel. Oh, um, yeah, I, I saw that one, too. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that one was kind of cool. Because, again, I thought it was, like, taking that idea of, you know, and now that I see the, the name of the title, that makes even more sense. But taking just that kind of the concept of maybe, you know, religious artwork and then just applying it to fashion, which, you know, fashion is fashion and art there's you know a connection mm-hmm. there so yeah her, like it made sense like hers was made a lot of sense yeah so I thought that was very nice and Zendaya I liked hers it was kind of like a modern take on Joan of Arc and I felt mm-hmm. like it was like a Catholic nod without being disrespectful so I think a lot of it kind of oh hers is the one she kind of looks like a it's uh, like a, a pretty suit of armor yes that's her yeah Okay, and again, I never can, can. We've talked about this before. I I never recognize this child. This child is like a chameleon. Every time she sends something, I'm like, "Who's that?" It's always Zendaya. I tell I, you, I tell <laughs> you, I saw who was it? Um, who was it? The the child from Blackish and Grownish. What's her name? Yara. Yara. Uh-huh. Yeah, she posted pictures from the Met Gala, and I swear, like Zendaya was in about three of the pictures and looked different in every single one. And I was like, yeah. it took me like to the third picture to go, oh, that's Zendaya, because like I could not recognize her in the first two pictures. It, she looks completely different. So I was like, okay, she's still wearing that. I was like, she didn't go change. So I'm like, okay, so this is the same person. Um, right. Yeah. No, but I did like it. It kind of had like a medieval. Yeah, it was like it the, was cool. It was the very chain, cool. The chain, chain link. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. It was very cool. And of course, Rihanna. Rihanna. Uh, I did not like hers. You really? It was very literal. It was definitely. It was too literal, and I was like, "Could we not wear like actual cler- clerical gear?" Yeah. But I, I liked it. Um, uh, I feel like she's uh-huh. always on theme. Oh, um, she's on theme, all right. Yeah, it was a little like yeah, I was like it. It was not one of those that didn't kind of cross the line. It was very literal, but um, a couple of the tweets like she's been known for staying on theme and kind of giving a 
a look that kind of elevated above everybody else's. So a couple of the tweets about Rihanna was happy Met Gala Day to Rihanna and Rihanna alone, who's never misunderstood the assignment. <laughs> and like really, like she like never like because a lot of people were just like, oh, I'm just gonna wear a tight dress or I'm gonna be half naked and there mm-hmm. you go, I'm off to ball. I'm off to the gala. And so death taxes, Rihanna shutting down the Met Ball. So yeah, like her, she always gets attention on the on the floor. So that's about it. Like some of it was very boring. I think, you know, because of the some of it was just way too much and I didn't like it. Like, I mean, how many crosses? Everybody in all the crosses. I was like, I'm just I'm just no. No, 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 no. And like what I like I said, when I heard the theme, I was just like, ooh, this is not gonna be good. Let's not do the religion thing. Yeah. This particular group of people. Cause like, like, yeah, it's not it's not good when Hollywood tries to, you know, because it just comes off as a mockery of of cleric, right. clerical gear, and that's not cool. Um, but like I said, I did really enjoy. I did flip through a lot of the photos, and I did enjoy those that were again more based on kind of like artwork or you know famous yeah. art, and um, and I thought that you know and then taking that and kind of making like an actual like real looking like halo like it's you know like those things were kind of cool and mm-hmm. you know but everything else yeah like rihanna and chadwick boseman i was like no 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 yeah no stop 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 like don't do yeah that. it was a whole lot so i was just like this was not my favorite mm-hmm. um met like i loved um i love the punk one that was cool and I even liked the one last year. That was fun. But most people, because of the designer, didn't wear anything of her stuff. And didn't wear her stuff because it's not very flattering. But still, I met Gala. Another first oh. Monday in May. Gone. Oh. Um, looking forward to next year, hopefully, a better thing. All right. So, okay, the thing that has taken over. Talk about, like breaking the internet um donald glover um last weekend i guess um I guess it was a saturday or so that he came out because he performed it on saturday night live mm-hmm. and um, dropped so, it simultaneously it was like the video was simultaneously dropped yeah so <clears throat> he re- childish gambino childish um, gambino Get dropped it right. a i think they said he, this is going to be his last album i think he said. oh really i didn't hear yeah. that yeah um, I think that's what I heard. Okay, whatever. Uh, dropped a video for his new single, This Is America. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is wow, which is m- what most people, because think pieces abound. Oh, think pieces. So many think pieces. Uh, the video was directed by Hiro Muro. Muro? I cannot pronounce his name. He directed the video. <laughs> and I, I'm like... <laughs> Is it even? I was like, I know that he collaborates with this person. I don't even know if it's a woman or a man. I think it's a man. Oh, I don't. Her, it's Hiro Murai, right? Yeah, I'm so uninformed and about it's, this. It's it's a man. He's a Tokyo-born filmmaker. Thank you, but I think he works on Atlanta with him a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go um, they go back like they've had projects and whatever. Yeah. So very um. Yeah, so I know we already kind of talked about it offline, but um, I've only watched the video twice. And the first time I watched it, I wasn't really paying attention. Like, I was paying attention to Donald Glover. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I saw all the stuff going on in the background, but I was just like focused on him to the point where, and I, I wasn't even actively watching the video. I was more listening to the song mm-hmm. that the first time I didn't even see him shoot the people. That's oh, how you're like really not paying attention. Yeah, I was really like just had the music playing and kind of would glance over, but I was like doing something. So I was just like, okay, whatever. The people are talking about this video. I'm like, let me hear the song. So I thought it was, you know, I wasn't thinking like, oh, the video, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then I see all these thing pieces about this video. So I was like, oh, I, can- I need to watch the video. Like, wow. wow <laughs> and I need to wow. like, apparently, I need to pay close attention to what's happening. Because there's a whole lot of symbolism and interesting imagery. And he has like a bunch of features on here. And SZA somehow is just like sitting around in video. So, uh-huh. okay. So, um, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. A lot of people, um, again, like the thing pieces, like the one thing, like when I saw, like the biggest thing that I got from it was that, you know, as Americans, we're so busy focused on being entertained and being distracted mm-hmm. by things like podcasts about pop culture and <laughs> <laughs> or true crime or true crime that we're not paying attention to the real dangers that are in our midst or threats or mm-hmm. gun violence or um, police brutality and um, that sort of thing. So I saw that, um, I saw, you know, the, the choir, the definite, like, um, allusion to the, um, the, South, the, mm-hmm. the South Carolina um, murders in the church. Um, the people who were up top, like, kind of videotaping mm-hmm. everything and how we're just, you know, a nation of, like, detached voyeurs, observers. Yeah. 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 Or voyeurs, which would be a much simpler way to say that. <laughs> Uh, like detached observers. I kind of like my terms. Uh, hey, I dislike it. I was like, you know, you're taught to like say things simply, like use, you know, Mm -hmm. less words to describe what you're saying. So yeah, so you know, seeing that, that was like an interesting kind of thing. So people brought up some other like issues that um, the treatment of the weapons. Oh right, were more careful than the treatment of like people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, because he did like kind of like carefully come and get the gun and wrap it up and all that kind of stuff, and then the people were just kind of dragged off. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was something, and I also someone I was reading a comment on one of these think pieces where they mentioned that the only time the police kind of were. Um, coming, you know, he shot these people, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then when he started smoking the joint, that's when he started to get pursued by, um, I guess some, you know, police, you don't know, know who they were, but it kind of looked like white people, um, like police officers or somebody, you know what I mean? So it's, it's really it's- unclear though, because there's people in the background, um, and some of them are like people of color. Um, so it's weird like it's not it's unclear if it's like everyone's running and who they're running from you know what I mean like I like I've seen that scene several times and kind of like looking in the background to see like who is this who is it that's running or is you know is he being chased or is he just part of a mob that see, are all running I, away I felt like he was being chased that's what I thought the first time but when I watched it subsequent times it's not 
it's not really clear. Like, it's not like, oh, he's only being pursued by white people or he's only being pursued by It's cops. like shadowy creatures. Shadowy creatures. Shadowy, like, people. <laughs> creatures. Yeah. People. <laughs> creatures. That would be like, it's, it's the sci-fi version of this would be like, he's being pursued by aliens. Speaking of that, Jordan Peele has a new movie coming out. Yeah. Can't wait I for that. that. So, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed it in the sense of, like, the, the think- think piece mm-hmm. aspect of it um i w- i was the same i well not exactly the same i did watch it the first time i watched it <laughs> um, but i was watching it and i was very much like focused on him like i was kind of like okay like just... i think that's the point like right so like i was focused on him focused on the dancing trying to hear the lyrics you know um and then um, so I watched it one time all the way through, and then I looked up a few things about it, because, again, like, this was probably on Sunday, so, like, the day after. Mm-hmm. There was already, like, a ton of stuff out there. So I oh read, my God, yeah. I read a few of the, just, like, the quicker, like, analysis of it or whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, so kind of, like, took in some of, like, what other people were already saying about it, and then went back mm-hmm. and watched it a couple more times. And so, and, like, you know, so then, like, paying more attention to, like, uh, less attention to him and more attention to what's happening in the background and as he's singing for me like and I think that I mean I, and the thing is it's one of those it's an art it's it's an art it's like an art piece you know like there's I, I don't think there's any one correct answer um right. and um and I think there's like whatever he and his um director intended and then there's how everyone's going to take it in and, and reflect yeah. on it and I think that's what art is um yeah. But I think, you know, for me, the, my initial takeaway, even before I read any of the analysis, was um, that um, this idea that this is America, that America prefers us as Blacks, you know, entertaining, dancing, singing, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, like, you know, shucking and jiving kind of a thing. And, they, and that's, what, that's how they like us, but they don't like us any other way like they don't like us in having to have conversations about race having to have conversations about unjust murders of, mm-hmm. of you know black men in the street um so i think that it was a commentary on that juxtaposition like as long as you know like all this can be going on but as long as we keep you know singing and dancing and performing and making and, that money and yeah, yeah that that's that you know that's that's what the balance has always been and and that like you know so and I think it plays into the same thing that you said like that's the distraction that and and then I think I think that the indictment goes both ways I think that it applies to us as well as oh yeah black Americans have also like have falling back to um you know just the fact that we're so that we're um so much of this is just the way that we exist, you know, that we mm-hmm. have such an entertainment, cult, like, focused culture that mm-hmm. these horrible things can be happening and we can actually turn that off and turn on the entertainment and forget or put that away. Like, we compartmentalize. I was like, yeah, I feel like it's a survival mechanism. Sure. I was like, being Black in America, like, you have PTSD. So it's kind of hard. Like, and I mean, like... Sure. You know, you're trying to survive, get, you know, get through day by day, whatever. And it's like, I just want, like, something easy. I don't want to think about it. Sometimes, that's just how you get through the day sometimes. Um, totally. Yeah. And so, I just think, oh, yeah. And the, I will just say, like, just the first, like, one of the reasons why I haven't watched it again 
Um, it's because, and I, you know, I think this is part of what it's supposed to be. I, it was just so disturbing mm-hmm. that I just, I just couldn't. I just could not like just watch it anymore. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it like one. You know, I'm watching it this one real good time. Mm-hmm. Go read it, read about it, and uh, read the words. And I just gonna have to let this go because I was like I can't the imagery, like the you know me like I said I really enjoyed shooting a gun but like, (laughs) um, (laughs) I enjoy shooting a gun as much as the next person. But at a target, (laughs) at a at a paper target, yes, at a paper target, and just seeing, um, what's happening to. You know, like that man, like the, you know, the Hoodover said, and like just out of nowhere singing mm-hmm. and dancing, he just like shoots him, and then like the choir just out of nowhere. I was just like, what? What is happening? Yeah. So, oh, no. This is it was very total, jarring. It was very jarring. So, okay, this is total aside. You saw the first season of Atlanta where Darius went to the gun range and he had like the dog. Yes. Uh, Which, you know, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> This is I all know. awful. But the thing is, I was like, he's like, how is this better than shooting like a figure of a person? Like this these right. are both crazy things. They're both crazy things to do, right? Yeah. And so like just, you know, so it's kind of those weird, like little like I said, like Donald Glover is such a weird little man. Yeah. Um, genius in his own way. Mm-hmm. And oh, one of the other things that kind of I thought about even bringing this up. But it's come up in a couple of articles I read and just some commentary about um, black men who are kind of these social justice, but who are provoking thought and conversation on Mm -hmm. race and whatnot, how they're with non-black partners. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot said about him being married to a white woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, and I've seen, you know, I've seen both sides of it. I feel like, but the majority of what I've seen is people coming to his defense and basically saying, like... Because Jordan Peele gets it, too. Yeah, Jordan Peele gets it, too. You know, and it's sort of, like, saying, like, there's, obviously, the the defense ar- argument of him, which I agree with, is just this idea that you... there these These two things are not mutually exclusive. You can, like love love who you are love being black love your black brothers and sisters and that doesn't mean that like you can't fall in love with somebody else like they're not mutually exclusive and one doesn't like cancel out the other it's not like a math equation that's true i i I was like i want okay honestly i want to believe that i really do but there is still a part of me like Okay, so there's a larger part of me is like, I don't want to marry you. I don't care. So do what you want to do. <laughs> but there, as long as I don't want you, it's yeah, fine. Like, wow. I'm like, I don't want you. Like, I don't care. Like, do what you want to do. This has nothing to do. What you do has nothing to do with me. However, it was, to me, it was kind of like the whole conversation with Jesse Williams when he, like, kind of started dating um, that white girl. I can't remember. White woman, sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name. Um, was it? Mika Kelly, I think, yeah. And, you know, the Jordan Pills and the um, whatever. And I think, um, like, Colin Kaepernick's um, girlfriend is, she's a woman of color, but she, I don't think she's black, but she's a woman of color. 
And so just different, you know, um, people kind of saying like at the core, like I like the, when it gets down to it, if you are so invested in the future and well-being of black people, the core of that is having and nurturing a black family. And so that's kind of a part of it to me. And also, someone, Nasia asked me this. She's like, could you ever imagine being married to a white man? And I was like, I talk about white people too much. So. You stupid. Um... <laughs> and I'm not going to stop because I'm going to do it around like our friends, you know, white friends. So I was like, if they're comfortable with that, then yeah, we're, we're good. But I was like, I just don't. I don't see it, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it has nothing to do with attraction, but more like it's interesting. I, I, you know, and again, it's different for me because I'm mixed. And so I obviously like I come at it from, you know, already like a different like starting launching part, you know, um, launching pad. But um, I, um, because, you know, part of what I think about is, you know, like, even like the first thing you said about like, you know, part of that, you know, part of that love for the black community and for, you know, like bringing, bringing up the, um, um, the black community is also like nurturing a black family. But I also feel like if you're black, your kids are black, like whether you, but everybody doesn't believe that, especially not now. Right. That is not a thing anymore for a lot of people coming up, but that doesn't make it not, you know, like what I'm saying, like it's, like my my kids are going to be what you know whatever amount black they're going to be obviously not half because I'm half but mm-hmm. um you know but if I marry a black man then you know that's they it, they'd be more so and if not then less so but they'd still be something you know it's like mm-hmm. I don't know I just don't see it as um I don't know. I don't see it. I, I just don't see it as mutually exclusive. And I think that um, you have so many people out there doing, you know, doing important work, putting important thoughts and ideas out into the world, um, starting these conversations. And, you know, I mean, I don't think it negates what they're doing. I just it, think it's. Yeah, but I feel like it's brought up for the sake of negating it. You know, for for the people that are using it as a criticism of Jordan Peele and a criticism of Donald Glover, um, Mm -hmm. it's coming from a place of, like, um, how you go and say or do or, you know, produce or, you know, whatever, such and such, when X, Y, and Z, you know? And it's like, that's not, again, like, one, it's this if-then statement that, to me, doesn't, you know, resonate as true. Like, you know, they can do both, you know, and... um, because they're still living in this world as black men. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's true. They, you know, like that, that doesn't take that experience away from them and how they've, you know, then they've still got black mamas and black daddies and siblings or whatever. Like all of that is still true and real for them, um, right. regardless of who their wife is. Um, and again, like they're going to have little brown babies, like, like all of them, you know, um, they might but be. I- you know, high yellow, but they're, you know, they're little black kids. This is a much deeper discussion because I just think about like some discussion. I, 
I think we've already mentioned this of like one of the biracial writers of um very smart brothers and how like uh-huh. you know like how his mom is with him and who's white just because you know you ha- you are black and consider black and you have this white parent like you know just because they they don't understand your experience and some of them try a little more than others uh-huh. and if you're like a wealthy like a Kim Kardashian like you know your experience is even farther removed from what other people experience so it's just like it's a weird thing it's just something I've been thinking about like I still love Jordan Peele I still love Donald Glover like their discussions or like the things that they bring up don't um like aren't I don't feel like are diminished because of who they sure you know marry or uh-huh. procreate with but it's just something I think you're thinking of again like I think maybe it's because my reunion is coming up and I'm kind of going back to that Spellman way of thinking about stuff um just how black men I've noticed that when there's an issue now I'm like getting on black men in general there's an issue um, that happens, you know, in terms of police brutality, someone getting murdered, and how black women are like there at the forefront, supporting and you know I don't want to say caping, but like supporting and being there, um, it's in support of black men. Whereas uh-huh. when things happen for black women, just you know, either it's sexism or. Um, just no one cares about about black women yeah. <laughs> or what they're going through. Like I think about the whole like um, Waffle House situation with the black woman and how like no one really talked about it. Like it wasn't really like as talked about as other kind of things. I feel like when so I'm just kind of like I just feel that there's so little protection and respect for black women, and I feel that black men need to be more protective and yeah because I was like everybody else is protected like and I'm, I'm sorry I just I'm kind of going on a tangent I'm tired and a lot of things <laughs> have happened this week that have just pissed me off so okay. like the like the lady in the um did you hear about this the Yale dorm oh was somebody was napping and they called the campus security or something yeah this white woman like called um, the police on her and I was like how are you in a dorm and you call the police on somebody how do you not like call the RA and how is it uncommon for someone to just waltz up on your campus snap like people do that like it's like the end of the semester so I didn't I, I, I saw the like a couple of like little like um, posts about it and read the headlines but I didn't like go into the link and see what like what the whole thing was like so it was someone it was a black girl on her in her dorm like napping in the common area is that what it was she was writing a paper uh-huh. and she like kind of drifted off for a second she was working on something And all of a sudden, what is this? Okay, somebody is just texting me at 11.36 about an offer. I need them to stop. Um, So, (laughs) Lord, I must say. So, um, yeah, she was, like, napping in the common area, which, again, like, it's not uncommon during kind of, like, the end of semester finals or whatever for people to nap in the library or... All the time. I feel like in college, I fell asleep pretty much any any and everywhere. 
Yeah, so it's kind of like, okay, that's uncommon. I mean, like, it's common. Right. And so she called the police, and she's like, you know, like, you don't belong here. And she's like, I'm a student here. She called the police, the campus, you know, the police. They came, and, like, she wasn't, she's like, why do you need to see my ID? You know, all this kind of stuff. I'm a student here. Like, they didn't ask for the other woman's ID. I'm like, do you belong here? Like, Yeah, who was she? Was she a, st- was she a student? She was a student. She was a student also. And so I'm just like, who are you? Like, you should see, if you come to a, a thing, you should ask for everybody's identification. Like, who are you? Who are you? And right. she finally gave it to them and, like, told them, like, you know, what her email, she had, like, a Yale email address and all this kind of stuff. And they had to look her up in the system. And they, you know, wouldn't, they like, she needed to leave. And they weren't going to um, kind of drop it, and you know, because they, they couldn't verify her through the system. Her ID wasn't enough. Her, like, I'm working on this wasn't enough. They had to, like, check her through the system or whatever. And they, it took them a while to do that because they the system had her name misspelled. And so it was just kind of like, just sitting there minding her business. And I was like, why? Why? And I'm just tired of hearing about, like, black people just existing and being harassed and having right. police called on them. It's just so... Yeah, this is happening so much. If someone, you know, on Facebook, there was an article. That article was posted on a friend's page, and another friend commented that a similar thing happened to a guy who was a a graduate student in like a some kind of science. I can't remember what it was, but he was, um, you know, testing, doing like lab work and all that kind of stuff. Had his ID on him. Had commented to this other student that. He didn't understand black people. He was, I think, from Nigeria. He didn't understand black people and this whole race thing and how, you know, in America and, like, is it, Uh you know, he's never experienced that. Uh And then he experienced it and how he had his ID out. He was running an experiment in the lab. There were other people in the lab, too, but they, like, confronted, someone called the police, confronted him, like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. And, like, you know, he had to, like, shut stuff down and, like, it was just, like, a big thing. He's just, like, and didn't want to tell anybody this had happened to him. Because huh. he was, like, you know, like, I doubted that this was a real thing until, uh. like, I experienced it. So I know I've gone on a real tangent, but I'm just so annoyed right now. Yeah, no, it's 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 just, it's ridiculous. I mean, and it's, and the thing of it is, it's not anything new, but because of social media and, you know, it, cameras in everyone's pockets like now it's getting like caught on you know caught on tape or photographed and publicized and yeah so just seeing like like when you know like the police shootings and all this kind of stuff start to happen just you know not start to happen but like have been Mm -hmm. reported recently Mm -hmm. like all of my like white friends who are just like I had no idea that this was a thing going yeah I grew up with this being a thing I grew up like again like with a friend's dad telling us handing out little cards to people telling them what to do if they ever get stopped by Mm. a police officer Mm -hmm. um you know like you know my like i said my cousin whose father was an lapd detective getting stopped because he was driving his parents car and that was too nice of a car Mm -hmm. and then being let go when they find out who his dad was right like that kind of stuff so it's kind of like this has always been a thing since i was a little girl Mm -hmm. you know and you know, you guys are just now seeing it, like you said, just because people have cameras in their pockets now. So, 
Yeah, it's crazy. The yeah. other crazy thing I, I saw, and then, I mean, we can finish. Um, yeah. Is, um, did you see, it was, I think it's Bob Marley's granddaughter, that video? Yeah, the Airbnb. The Airbnb thing. That was crazy. For those of you who haven't seen it, um, they were in um, here, like in, um, was it in Rialto or Canyon Country or somewhere like in California? Mm-hmm. And they were rent- they, ha- they had rented in a house uh, through Airbnb and they were checking out of their house. Uh, I mean, just checking out of their Airbnb. So they were taking, it was um, Bob Marley's granddaughter and a, a bunch of friends, all black, um, and they were taking their suitcases from the house that they had just stayed in for I don't know how many days to the car. And, you know, like you do when you check out of a place, like kind of walking back and forth and back and forth to the car. And somebody called the police. Um, one of the neighbors in the neighborhood called the police because there were black people, uh, you know, rummaging through this house or whatever. Um, and, um, and e- you know, even though they like, so the police show up, they detain them at the place, they... The video is crazy. Like they're pulling, all of them have their phones. So they're pulling up on their phone. Like, look, this is our Airbnb reservation. Here's, this is my name. Here's my ID. Here's the reservation. Here's the picture of the house that we're standing in front of, you know, as part of the reservation. Like, and they wouldn't, like, they wouldn't let them budge. Like, they, like they, do you not know what an Airbnb is? Probably you just don't. Well, no, and one of them didn't. Like the, the, one of, one of the cops one of the things that the cops said was that they didn't know what they were talking about. Um, like they, they didn't have a frame of reference for Airbnb, but I was sort of like, okay. It tells you everything. Yeah. I mean, like once it's been explained to you and they're showing you, you know, like it was sort of like one, how do you not like what, where, what do you, what, what are you doing? Like, why don't like, Oh, there are a lot of people I've run into a lot of people where I've said like, I've stayed in Airbnb. What's that? What are you talking about? Yeah, I guess. But it was just this, the whole thing was like, OK, once I've shown you several different documentation things and you see that we're and like when you look at that's the thing that makes me really angry is that you look at them and it's just this group of like totally unassuming, like they're all filmmakers and they were renting the house for a few days because they were shooting scenes for whatever little film that they're working on or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what they look like. <laughs> they look like a group of like millennial filmmakers like they you know mm-hmm. like it's kind of like mm-hmm. what okay so you know we're show- they're, and they're like look this these, these are our suitcases there's nothing but like dirty laundry in them like this is what you know like look check the house like there's nothing you know like it was so stupid mm. um it, it's like how much like what else like how many things do I need to show you and to prove to you that this is what's happening. It was just so stupid. Um, and the neighbor that called it in said, claimed that she didn't, she called it in because, um, not because they were black, but because they, um, when she waved at them, they wouldn't wave back. Yeah. And did you see the owner say that it's their fault because they were being not unfriendly or something? And that oh, it wouldn't have that. happened if they had like, you know, spoken to the neighbor and kind of like said who they were. And I was like, I'm under no obligation to explain my existence to you to make you comfortable. Right. And if I, I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I probably would say hi, but that's just me. But like, you're, I'm under no obligation to say hi to you or wave back or do right. any of those things. Or any of those things. Like, I don't, it's, it's just so, and like, I, I was like, the fact that that's even, you know, offered at
as a rational reason thing would happen like you know like it just <laughs> it's 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 that those parts of it are so infuriating to me cuz it's cuz again it could be it's it's just like these kids like they really look like kids like they're I don't know how old they actually were but they look like kids it's these kids it could be us it could you know because it doesn't matter how you look it doesn't you know like there's no it just you know like it's not like you had like some you know like a bunch of people like with like you know ski masks on looking like they were burglarizing a house like with flashlights and crowbars you know what I mean like you literally have like a bunch of kids with like you know, cam they're they're like filmmaking cameras and a bunch of like suitcases with clothes in them. Yeah, it's so crazy. So like, okay, so white people, I'm appealing to you. I know there are a few of you <laughs> who listen to the show. Please stop calling the police on us. Like Please. this is not a play thing. This is serious. People are losing their lives and their freedom from existing like you cannot do this you cannot just be just, I won't say trigger happy but like yeah trigger happy with that phone and yeah. calling the police <laughs> because you're scared of a black person walking down the street like mm-hmm. w- no it's not Stop. okay Stop I don't it. call the police every time I see a weird white person and oh my god yesterday I really wanted to do that but I'm like, he's minding his business. I'm about, I'm minding mine, and I'm about to get in my car. Uh-huh. Like, go do something else. Like, go Please. mind your business. Someone um, else. When a crime is committed, or you see someone actually burglaring or alarm, like, then intervene. Don't, don't, yeah. don't think about, don't like, don't try to be proactive. Like, don't... Don't use your imagination. Don't use your imagination. <laughs> don't go and think of, like, oh, my God, this must... It reminds me of my high school teacher, my high school English teacher. She was a nut job. <laughs> and so one day we had an earthquake. That bad earthquake. That, was it the um, Northridge earthquake? Uh-huh. Or, like, one of, the, one of the aftershocks, I think, of that earthquake. Uh-huh. And so she was like, oh, my God, guys, like there was the, you know, the earthquake this morning and I just woke up and I thought I didn't think earthquake. I thought nuclear attack. So don't be her. Don't, don't be her. From <laughs> It's a simple aftershock earthquake to nuclear attack. Like, yeah. Yeah. calm down. Just I need yeah. all y'all to calm the hill down. Yep. And don't mind your business. And mind your business. Yeah, and stay off of next door. Racially profiling. Oh, stay off of next door, please, because you are going to get somebody killed. Don't move into a neighborhood that you don't feel safe in, just because it's a good deal. And treat the people who Who already live there, who already live there, as like what do you call interlopers? Like, like they don't belong there. They've been there. Don't like. Don't do that. Yeah, just be glad you got a good deal and stay in your house. Stay. <laughs> you don't have to stay in your house, but yeah, no, stay in your house because every time you come outside, you're scared. So stay in your house. <laughs> well, like, okay, so in my neighborhood, there's like this little coffee shop that I actually haven't been to in a while. I've just been working in the office or at home, and so I would go to this little coffee shop. And my neighborhood, I won't even say it's gentrified. It's not gentrified. It's still black, but uh, there's <laughs> some white people like every now and then. And the coffee shop is next to like a nonprofit, so a lot of you see a lot of different types of people coming in and out of the coffee shop because of the nonprofit and what they do. 
But one of the guys that's in there, I mean, he is like the mayor. Him and another older black. So he's like an older white guy and there's an older black guy. And uh-huh. they are in that coffee shop every day like it's a job. And they know everybody. They're wow. not the owners. They just live in the neighborhood and they meet there and, you know, like have their coffee and, you know, li- read the newspaper and gab and talk. And there's a couple other like men and women who will come in and out and they just kind of, you know, they have their seat that they sit in and, uh-huh. you know, all of that. So, like, be that white person in the neighborhood who uh-huh. is a part of the community right. and who, like, invites dialogue. And, like, mind your business, but still, like, be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. Be a good neighbor. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. Get to know their kids and their kids' friends and their cousins and whatever. So that when Ray Ray comes down the street to go visit Grandma, you don't call the police because you feel threatened by the boy in the hoodie. Yeah, like, this lady who, you know, like, mentioned that her son was walking in their neighborhood. And got asked, like, who are you? You don't belong here, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, she's like, we've lived here mm-hmm. for five years. Right. And it's like, you don't recognize my son who's been here. Like, now mm-hmm. he's a teenager. He's threatening to you. Mm-hmm. Like, because he, he looks like, like a man now. Because he looks like a man now. So, like, please, like, get to know your neighbors. Like, they will be fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm-hmm. the, thing, the funny thing is, my mother, like, if someone was suspicious, she would make sure she got to know them. Right. Right. Because, like, there was, yeah. um, she was like, we were going on vacation, and there was, like, a little guy, like, he didn't live there. His parents lived next door to us, but he was there. And so he was, you know, a very unsavory character. And so my mom made it a point to tell him that we were going on vacation. And she's like, now if anything happened, I'm gonna know it's you. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, yeah, like get to know, because like the thing is, like in these kind, you know, different neighborhoods, if you befriend that person, like they'll look out for you. And um, yeah, and yeah, um, and I remember doing that when I and just a quick anecdote to go with what your mom's, um, you know, when I because when I was working for the school district, I lots of my schools were in very unsavory parts of town and I would have to you know lots of you know the schools lock up you know and I would have assignments where I was at different schools and so when I would get to the school there was nowhere to park I'd have to park on the street and so there was often times where there was somebody like hanging out walking around or just standing on the corner looking like you know they were up to no good (laughs) and Mm -hmm. so I always made a point of speaking mm-hmm. and being like, you're going to look out for my car, right? And, you know, like, you know, I see you. And, you know, and so because it was like, I'm not going to, you know, it's it's kind of like that uh, in a way, like the like keep your friends close and yeah, know, um, people that you find suspicious even closer kind of a thing, like. That's it's you know so but yeah so you're right maybe maybe don't stay in your house maybe walk out of your house introduce yourself to your neighbors and meet all the people around you and stop yeah. being a fraidy cat yeah stop being a fraidy cat and oh the other thing I like did an open house last weekend it was like a house that's kind of a uh, neighborhood that's kind of transitioning I love this neighborhood it's such a nice neighborhood like Cascade area mm-hmm. and there's like a lot of like older people in the neighborhood too and so mm-hmm. someone was like 
gosh, like, I don't know if I want to move over here. There's a lot of, like, older, I was like, yeah, that's probably, like, the still, you know, um, I've met, a, you know, a couple of the neighbors, you know, they're older, uh, probably a lot of original owners over here, uh-huh. and, but they're doing a lot of renovations and stuff, too. And so this house is like beautiful, beautifully renovated. Uh-huh. And so she's like, yeah, God, you know, we can't like, you know, can't hang out with anybody in the neighborhood. I was like, shoot, girl, this is the neighborhood you want to be in. Those people will look out for you. You don't have to right. worry about neighbor, you know, neighborhood watch or your, your house, your things, because they are at home all yep. day yep. looking and being nosy. Again, uh-huh. my mama knew everything yep. that was going on. So I was, I got used to like turning off the lights and like looking out yeah. the window based on Rena. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, like this is a good place to be. You want to be with these people who are at home all day. I mean, mm-hmm. there's people at home all day watching your stuff. Well, they're, yep, they're watching Being it. nosy. Their stuff and your stuff and they're keeping everything. Yeah. Safe. They know who's and supposed calling, to be there. Yes, they're calling the police when. Yeah, when a genuine it. stranger shows up. Right. Because right. everybody, everybody, grandbaby mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So. Yeah, yep. so all that to say, know your neighbors if you're moving into these um, transitioning areas. Yep. Yes, please. Please. Be a good neighbor. And a good neighbor is not calling the cops and possibly getting people killed. Thanks. Yep. Good neighbors don't let their neighbors get killed yep. by the police. Nope. No. Or, yeah. Nope. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. Okay. So that's it. All right. That's been our public service announcement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. All right, so let's get personal real quick. Quick. Um, my let's get personal is that my I'm my brain is um, already on vacation mode. Um, I, I whenever I'm getting ready to take a trip, it's like you know my brain starts planning ahead of time. Okay, Margaritaville. Um, oh my gosh. Yes, very much. I'm like, okay, what do I need to pack? What do I need? you know like I'm already like in prep mode. Like okay, these are things that. What no, am, you I, and the know, packing, good grief. Me and the packing, which is a pro- problem. Uh, I hate packing. Um, then, you know, just making sure the pets are all, and the dog and the cat have what they need. Like, okay, I need to stop by the pet store, get food for the dog because he's running low. Cat should be fine. Make sure I have this. Call this person. Make sure they don't come because I won't be here, blah, 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 all these things. Um, moving my hair appointment around, just all that kind of stuff. So, I'm like my half of my brain is already on vacation, so I'm very excited about that. The mm. other thing that I'm super excited about, which is not something that's happening right now, but um, coming up in October this week, Phil Collins announced his U.S. tour um, and put out the tour dates, and he's coming to the Los Angeles Forum in October. Okay. So I'm super excited, and you know who else is excited? Yeah, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> my nephew, who I, like, the minute I saw it online um, on Facebook, I was like, oh! So I, like, um, you know, sent the link to my nephew, who is a big Phil Collins fan. It's and one tell, of our, how, how old is he? Uh, he is 21. Tw- that's, 20? Why, that's what makes this, like. That's what makes know. it really funny. Like, he's, yeah. he loves Phil Collins. And has for some time. Oh, for a very long time now. Um, so, um, so I sent him the link and I was like, have you seen this yet? And he, like a little while later, he like texted me back and he was like, no, I have not. That is hilarious. Um, he was like, you know, so he's like, it's my chance to see him before he dies. Wow. Is he going to die? His, the name of his tour is not dead yet. (laughs) 
which is basically he put out a biography, an autobiography, which is called Not Dead Yet. So the tour is called Not Dead Yet. Um, and uh, but it, it is and it is his final tour. He's announced it as his final tour. And there was a question as to whether he was going to come to the U.S. Um, because he did a whole um, Europe European leg of this tour. And um, and it was, you know, it was taxing. Touring is taxing. And he's an older man now. Um, so uh, there was a little bit of a, you know, wondering and, you know, there wasn't a definitive like there's going to be a U.S. leg of it. But then he just announced it this past week. Um, so um, and the mo- and the mo- very exciting thing is that my sister, she and I both registered for the verified fan tickets on Ticketmaster. Mm hmm. But, you know, it's like a lottery. You, you know, you may or may not get to participate um, if you don't get chosen. But um, I didn't get chosen, but my sister did. And we all, you know, of course, we just needed one of us to get it. So, um, so tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m., she will be online using her code to, um, to get tickets for the, uh, for the Phil Collins concert. So we're excited. It's going to be this. So, so that makes, if we get, you know, if we are able to get in online tomorrow and get these tickets, which we which we should be able to do um, because these are these will still be pre-sale before the go to the general public. Um, that will mean that this in this coming um, in the in the next twelve months we will see the Eagles, Phil Collins, and Elton John. Wow! Yeah, so it's y'all a good are going year. on the. They're not dead yet. Tour. They're not dead yet. <laughs> None of them are dead yet. We're gonna try and see them all. Listen. When Michael Jackson died, that was such a big, like, because I never saw Michael Jackson in concert. And it was one of those things that you mm-hmm. kind of take for granted because you feel like, okay, yeah, I'll see him in concert or whatever. Thank God that you and I had seen Prince in concert like a handful of times before mm-hmm. he died. Um, it, you know, like, so I don't have that regret. Like, I hate, you know, I'm still very sad that he's gone. And, um, mm-hmm. but I feel, but it, I do have that sense of like, well, thank God. And I, I mentioned to that today actually oh really yeah Uh, um so you know so I just feel like yeah you know like there's you know we are we are of an era where a lot of the people that we listen to and grew up with and the music that we grew up with like those people are have gone have, have passed away or you know are up there in age and you can't take for granted so I feel like if they're on tour if they're offering you know offering mm-hmm. themselves up in any venue that's close by like I'm, I'm there so it's it's going to be good and even the Eagles I mean we're already going to be seeing them minus Glenn Fry, uh, which is super sad um, but what's um, what's kind of uh, cool is that um, Glenn Fry's son um, is filling in his father's role on this mm. leg of the tour and he sounds so much like his dad. It's crazy. Um, his voice, his singing voice is like, I mean, it's, he looks like his dad. He sounds like him. It's really crazy. So, and it's, so it's sweet that he's, um, you know, filling in that spot um, for all his parts on all the songs. So it's going to be awesome. It's good, great. So it's a, another um, thing to look forward to. Um, awesome. It's kind of my sister and my thing is uh, going to concerts together. We have a great time. We uh, we dance, we scream. It's it's a ball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my let's get personal. Awesome. What say you? Okay. Um, I forgot this thing that I need to bring up. It's very important. It's very very important. Okay. And it kind of references something we talked about last week. I mentioned. Remember, uh-huh. I had the whole thing about Ralph Tresvent and how he was too good for his friends. 
Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What the, okay. So yesterday on Instagram, I see a picture of Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. Uh-huh. And it says RBRM. And so they're going on tour. And I was like, what? What is happening? And I was like, where's Ralph? So there's no Ralph in this new group, and they're going on tour. Are you kidding? We just talked about we this. We just talked about this. And this came out a day ago, and I had forgotten about it. And so, um, again, there was such an uproar from people going, where the hell is Ralph? What right. is happening? Right. So Ricky Bell had a little um, Instagram statement. And he was like, to our beloved and devoted fans, I know that some of you may be a bit confused and or disappointed that any, as you know us, is not going on tour at this time. Trust me when I tell you I'm just as disappointed as you are, especially after pouring out our hearts to you guys in the form of the new edition story. We know what you've come to expect, that you've come to expect excellence from us. Although I'm not able to go into specific details at this very moment, I will say this. Nobody gets kicked out of any anymore. Those days are long behind us. That's when they, they kick Bobby Brown out. Uh-huh. Um, like all families, we have differences that plague us, and those indifferences must be dealt with and smoothed out for us to function as the single unit that would allow us to tour as any again. To be completely honest, I, for one, will rely on God's infinite wisdom and timing to orchestrate the right time and place for that to happen. But make no mistake about it, when the, that time comes, please know that Ricky Bell will be there front and center, ready to rock. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, as always, I will be at every media rehearsal and every conference call, early to be exact. I'm willing to do my part to ensure that the legacy that you, our beautiful fans, have helped us build and sustain for it's so long, for the better part of 30 years. Okay, okay. Meanwhile, as we trust God to work all this out for us, we still must feed our families, all while attempting to protect our legacy from being destroyed by the lies and deceit of the enemy. Wow. In closing, <laughs> I thank you in advance for your undying support and fervent prayers for a resolution. You are indeed our cherished gift from above. God bless you with love, RB. Okay, so basically he didn't give any information. No. Basically, Ralph is mad. Ralph, apparently it has to do with Ralph because he's the only one not here. Bobby's back and he not back? That's crazy. I'm sure, like, the any story just brought up some, you know, Something. opened some old wounds. Mm-hmm. And he was like, enough. I've had enough. Because even at their um, Walk of Fame, their star, he was like, not feeling it like his expression his demeanor was like totally different so yeah so I think he's kind of over them and um yeah Uh, uh, uh. and I was like Ronnie I don't know if the real estate what the real estate company is doing now but he has like a it was thriving at one point apparently he's having trouble feeding his family but he's really I don't think he really is (laughs) um (laughs) He does have a Whatever. Girl, he got he's fifty years old with two little babies. So um, he's doing a whole lot. Yeah, but you know, get your younger wife and you know you have those two little oh, twin yeah. twin That's babies. Because twin twins running his family. So he has oh, brothers wow. that are twins. So he has these little twin little baby boys. So yeah. So yeah, I just read it. So that was like I'm sorry, I had forgotten about that. And yes, that is crazy. That's so crazy. crazy. Wow. So I'll be watching that. I ain't going to see y'all without Ralph. So uh-uh. we're with you, Ralph. Team Ralph. 
Team hashtag Team Ralph. Hashtag Team Ralph. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Stone Cold Gentleman. There you and go. He's doing what he has to do to break my heart by not perform with these little hooligans. Anyway, so we'll, yeah, whatever. Um, again, what's going on with me personally? Nothing. I'm working a lot. I'm just trying to handle my schedule, which is it just ramped up so quickly. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to catch up. Um, also, um, again, next weekend, the shenanigans can't wait. That oh, my gosh. A week from next... tonight, I will be there. A week there. from tonight, you will be here. Woo-hoo! And we will be having so much fun. So much fun. We will be on a rooftop somewhere. Somebody's rooftop. Yeah, enjoying adult beverages and good conversation. And we'll figure out the rest of the schedule. I People are still talking about me not doing itinerary and again I'm like how did all of this fall on me how are like four different people asking me to make plans so I was like because you are the holder of all the information in LA not in Atlanta no in Atlanta in particular I'm coming there you know what is happening you're coordinating you do I go to Nasia's I go to the office I'm in my car all day I don't go out and have a good time. Not anymore. <laughs> Those oh days gosh. are over. No. <laughs> oh my god, you're so crazy. No, you're in charge. You need to figure out the itinerary. I don't want to be in charge. I'm along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other thing is oh, why I need to go to sleep. It's so late. It I have career day in the morning at the local elementary school. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you really need to go to bed. So, um... I loosely know what I'm going to talk about. be a disaster. This could be real good. Um, but I know what I'm going to talk about, so it should be fine. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's all it's going to be. Career day. I'll tell you how. Well oh, my gosh. I can't done. wait to hear about career day. Oh, my gosh. Hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to go to, like, field day, but the work got crazy, and I was not able to go. So I'm just upset about that, but... That would have been a fun activity, but I'm looking forward to career day tomorrow. All right. Well, that's it. Next time we talk to you guys, we will be coming to you from the ATL. I know. I feel like I need to play some, like, TI or something right now. Like, <laughs> Please don't. Outcast. Like... Oh, okay. Maybe a little outcast. Uh... <laughs> You're going to get a snippet of Welcome to Atlanta to play next week. There we go. Oh yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Okay. Let's cue that up. Mm-hmm. You're on that. You're on that sound, lady. That's me. That's your gig. That's your gig right there, girl. That's it. That's it. I think I can manage it. Okay. All, All right. right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Wait till me. Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.com forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, something you'd like us to tackle, email us at wait, tell me everything at gmail.com.